The Chargers are headed into their preseason finale, and on today's show, we're going to talk about all of the guys who have one last chance to make the roster. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for eight seasons, but this is our sixth year as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making this your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. David, what do we got today? Today, Daniel, it is the eve of the last preseason game, the last opportunity for the guys on the back end of the roster to put their best film on tape for those coaches to go make this 53-man roster. And that's what this is all about, right? I don't see a lot of starting positions or any starting positions really ever grabbing this one. But the truth is, Brandon Staley said it. I mean, there are still kind of roster spots on the line, and this is a showcase for these guys to be able to go out there and show, hey, you can't keep me off this 53-man roster. But today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. David, I want to start this with the defensive line. I mean, there's so many places we could go with this. The running back battle, can Elijah Dotson make this squad right? John Hightower, can he somehow get back what he had early on in camp? And so much more. But I think on the defensive line, there's a ton of competition. And I'm going to start with the guys that we feel are safe. I think right now, five guys are roster locks for this squad. And I think it's Sebastian Joseph Day, Austin Johnson, Morgan Fox, and Scott Matlock. And then you have Nick Williams. And I think he's the one we haven't talked about much. He's a veteran that was brought in in the offseason. I believe it's his 11th season in the league. And the reason we think yeah. he's safe, zero snaps so far in the preseason. If you don't play at all, they don't really need to see anything from you. You're probably safe to make the squad. Last year, they kept six, and we talked about five being safe. And I think right yeah. now, David, on the bubble, you have guys like Christopher Hinton, David Moa, and Gerard Clark with one last chance to kind of show what they have. Yeah, I mean, not a lot of spots available on this roster. This Chargers uh, roster is stacked. I mean, at every single position, there's only one or two spots here or there, and the defensive line, the back end of that rotation is definitely one of those spots where there's a ton of competition with guys that are really have a lot to play for in this game. Guys like Gerard Clark, Christopher Hinton, David Moa, all these guys should go into this game expecting to at least have an opportunity to make this roster. I mean, they, there is a legitimate chance. I think we probably feel like Christopher Hinton has a, a leg up. I mean, and he's performed well this this offseason. I feel like you look at his grades, it's, it's pretty even. 73.9 run defensive grade. Provided three tackles, two of those went for stops, and also had a couple of hurries and a sack. So a pretty well-rounded performance for Christopher Hinton. Um, and also, obviously, he has the leg up because he's played with the Chargers before. So uh, I think you know he's probably the guy that's you know in that spot and has that spot to lose. But that doesn't mean that he can't lose it, and these other guys can't go out there and have a great performance and potentially take that spot. At least as we see it now, right? Yeah. I mean, it, we don't know where the preference is by the coaching staff. I mean, you know, at least from rotations, it felt like Christopher Hinton was the guy that was getting in there first, probably yes. followed by David Moa and then followed by Gerard Clark. But yeah. I think the interesting thing to me is if that spot does go to Christopher Hinton, right, who has experience playing against NFL teams, was on the yeah. team last year for a little while, 
The other two guys are almost definitely fighting for a practice squad spot. And then there's David Moa, right? And the interesting thing about David Moa is I think it's really a conversation of how much do you value the preseason and how much do you value training camp? Because yeah. he is a guy that has looked really good throughout camp, looked good in a very limited stint last year with the Chargers down the stretch when they really need a defensive lineman and showed some things. Yeah. At the same time, though, David, I think there are some problematic parts because I don't know if all of the training camp practices have really translated into actual production to feel good about in the games. Yeah, I think for David Moa, just one of the things you look at, um, you know, looking at the stats is there's not really much pass rush there for him. I mean, he had 41 pass rush, rushing snaps and he did not generate a single pressure yeah, among those snaps. So that is definitely a little bit problematic. I, I think he's a guy and, and defensive line that you can't always look at the stats no. uh, just by how they play because, you know, you, you, it just brings me back to Braden Fajoko's interview. It's just, you just don't know what they are being asked to do, right? You don't know the job that they are being brought in for. So you have to look at the effort. You have to look at, you know, how they're impacting the game. I feel yeah. like David Moe has done a pretty good job of impacting the game uh, from his perspective. But I think in this last preseason game, he still has work to do. I still feel like he has to come out with a strong performance um, if he wants to be a guy that's considered for this team or for this practice squad, because that's still very, very important. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how many people they keep on the practice squad, right? Because that yeah. also will have an impact on it. But yeah, I mean, he had 38 defensive snaps at the end of last year. So that buys him something, doesn't buy him everything. But at least with what he's been able to do at training camp, does buy him a shot going into this last game to make yeah. a lasting impression that potentially can get him or keep him with this team for longer. And that's what this game is all about for these guys, the second yeah. and third string guys. Then there's Gerard Clark, and he's probably the most interesting of the group, David, because so far, out of all the interior defensive linemen that have played in the preseason so far, he's number 27 in run defense grade, which, I mean, there's like 200-some guys. So, I mean, yeah. that's not bad at all, top 10 yeah. percentile. If you're looking at guys that have played at least 10 snaps at that position, he's 16th. So, he's up there. He has been a menace in the run game, fourth highest run stop percentage of anyone with at least 10 snaps. And he's just second out of all interior defensive linemen with six solo tackles already in the preseason. So, this is an interesting case, David, because he's a guy as an undrafted free agent who was projected to be around a seventh-round pick. I think he was a highly coveted undrafted free yeah. agent and now has a chance going into this last game, if not for a roster spot, because we don't know. Maybe he's already out of the roster spot contention. We don't know how they feel. But it feels like, it, you know, I would like to see them give him a chance to make the practice squad. Yeah, he's a guy I'm rooting for. He's a guy I want to see do well because I like the profile that he brings to the table. This guy <laughs> is massive. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's 340-plus pounds. He's a guy who eats up double teams. He's a guy that can defeat double teams. He's just a guy you just don't want to run at. And so yeah. I, I like the the upside. I mean, three pressures and 46 pass blocking snaps, that's not horrible for a, you know an interior defensive lineman. M no. Maybe you would want a little bit more, but I think that's something that can – come with time and training um, time on task with NFL coaches and being with those guys. I, I think that's, that's something that can, that can definitely translate a little bit later on, but he brings that run stopping ability right away. He brings that size to the table right away. And so I've always liked the idea of having a bigger interior defensive line, a guy that's just somebody you have to really have to try to get out of the way. A guy who yeah. kind of intimidates offensive linemen. So I wouldn't mind it. I'd like to see Gerard Clark do well. Um, and if not, maybe he can find himself on the practice squad because I like the upside that he brings. 
And just because he's on the practice squad doesn't mean he's not going to have a role for this team this year, right? That's I mean, hundred percent correct. Look back at last year at Braden Fehoko, right? As soon as he made the fifty-three man roster, as soon as that happened, the Chargers re-signed Christian Covington and yeah, sent him back down waved. to the practice yeah. squad, right? Or he ended up re-signing with the Chargers practice squad. Yeah, he ended up playing in a lot of games last a lot. season. Yeah, Michael <laughs> Bandy, Jason Moore got snaps as practice squad players getting pulled up to the big league team, right? Yep. Raheem Lane, another guy that made it to the active roster. And now with the new practice squad rules, if you have a situation where you're going up against a really run-heavy team and you need somebody who's going to clog a hole, feels like Gerard Clark could kind of be that guy, whereas David Moa maybe throughout camp has shown he's more the well-rounded guy and has a little bit of NFL experience so far. And I know a lot of people are probably wondering, you know, what about C.J. Okoye? Because he has been the story of training camp so far. Player who had never played organized football before this season, before his very first preseason game, goes and gets there, gets a sack. Has had moments in both preseason games, but we yeah. talked about it the other day. The most likely outcome from him, he gets waived. He comes back to the Chargers on the practice squad. They use an exemption on him to keep him with the squad, but the exemption and the extra spot on the practice squad means he won't be able to play for the Chargers or any other NFL team in 2023. That's yeah. the catch. But to get that guy in your program for a whole year, to be able to let him season, right, and knowing he's not there right now, absolutely. You reassess last yes. year. You keep that guy in the building some way, and I think that's absolutely still in the cards for C.J. Okoye, and he should get a lot more snaps in this upcoming game. But yeah, another guy who's going to be trying to crack this roster, David, is Elijah Dotson. And if he, you know, going based on the preseason week one, it was almost like, wow, this guy is really going to make himself undeniable to make this team. Comes back to earth in week two. And I think the other big thing about the running backs in this game is, will we see Isaiah Spiller or Joshua Kelly play? Because that's something we don't really know at this point, and that could give us a little tip as to where the Chargers think they're at with that running back to conversation. So we're going to get into all that coming up right after this. First, though, I do need to tell you guys about the Game Time app because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. And that's why if I ever need tickets, I go and use the Game Time app. Game Time is the fast and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Every day I look at my Game Time app, I see super cheap tickets to the Padres game, and I usually decide it's just not worth it for my emotional health. But sometimes I do, and the tickets are great, and the tickets are always cheap, and they always have killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're going to have because Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Be spontaneous. Go do something fun. The Game Time guarantee also means that you'll get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and a row. For less, Game Time will credit you 110% the difference. You will make money if you find it cheaper, and it's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. David, there are a lot more players we need to talk about that have a lot going into this last game to be worried about or, you know, really to be excited about, right? One final showcase, one final chance for these guys to put their stamp on a preseason and really put their best foot forward as far as trying to make this team. So I want to talk about running backs because there is one guy named Elijah Dotson who kind of lit the NFL on fire in week one because he averaged 15 yards a carry, six carries, 92 yards, two touchdowns, two 35-plus yard touchdowns. But then he came back down to earth last week, has a bad drop, right? He had three targets, zero receptions, didn't look as good in the running game, even though I didn't think he was bad. 
But this one, I think, has a lot to do with roster construction too, David, because I think it has a lot to do with whether the Chargers will keep four running backs or not and keep somebody after Isaiah Spiller and Josh Kelly. Yeah, it definitely has a, a lot to do with it. And I think, you know, after the, the first preseason game, you were trying to figure out how you were going to keep Elijah Dotson on the roster. But uh, I was obviously, so ready to be on that hype train. You know? Yeah, I mean, we, you know, it's always fun to get excited about somebody who, you know, performs and, and goes crazy. But the thing about the, the preseason is you got to show that consistency. You got to be able to yeah. go out there every single game and perform. And, you know, I think in the first preseason game, it, preseason game was like, wow, okay, that's, that's impressive. Can Put his he, name on the map. Can yeah. he replicate that? You know, can he do that again? I mean, that's because once, once is, is great, but it could be an anomaly. And that's why you got to see it again before you can believe it. Um, and then again, I think in the second preseason game, he didn't have a, a, a ton of room and there was a lot of pressure from the Seattle Seahawks. Or, I mean, the, excuse me, the Saints, the, yeah. The Saints. Well, and there was yeah, the also, Saints they were down by the time he came in, too, right? Like, they were yeah. down big, and it turned into a different kind of game where they couldn't just run the ball at will because they were trying to win, right? Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, not a great performance from him, from him. But Dotson has a lot to play for in this game. I feel like he still has an opportunity. I don't know, honestly, if the Chargers are probably going to keep four running backs at this point. I think it would be difficult. It's interesting, yeah. It, yeah, I think it would be difficult. But... I mean, it's up to him. It's up to him to force the decision. It's up to him yeah. to make it a very, very difficult one. He has the opportunity. I feel like he's going to be able to play a lot. He's going to get the chance to play a lot. So we'll see what he's able to do. Last year, the Chargers kept four running backs on their opening roster, opening 53, man. And they end up releasing Larry Roundtree right away and signing Sony Michelle. And then yeah. Larry Roundtree went to the practice squad, ended up coming back later, you know, after Sony Michelle got released. But it's if you're going to keep six receivers, for example, right? Where last year you only kept five, you're going to keep a fourth tight end. Whereas yeah. last year you only kept three. That's got to come from somewhere, right? Yeah. So it, it, trying to make this work, I mean, takes away from other positions as well, which is an important part of the conversation. But I think another thing I'm going to be watching for in this game is if we see Isaiah Spiller and Josh Kelly at all. So. Do you think we're going to see them? I mean, obviously, both guys are going to make the team at this point, so you're not really trying to decide that. But if the Chargers feel, hey, this competition's still going, can somebody get some more separation in this game? How do you think it plays out? Yeah, I mean, this is something I went back and forth with. I wasn't 100% sure. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it was something I just didn't, didn't feel concrete about. But then I thought to myself, like, for Isaiah Spiller in particular, last year was a pretty t- tumultuous rookie season for him. I mean, it did yeah. not go well. I mean, he dealt with injuries, didn't really get on the field. I mean, it just wasn't a great, like you know, st- carries, great start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, he d- didn't really play at all. So I think the touches are important for him. I mean, I do. Now, with that being said, I don't think that either of these guys play longer than a quarter. Uh, if I, they I think play, yeah. If they play at all. I just think that you don't want them to get killed behind – you know, a backup offensive line, guys that are going to be playing for most of this game that probably not going to make the roster. So it's just I don't know if I want to put my two guys that I know are going to make the team. I know are going to be part of the offensive plan this year in too much jeopardy. Yeah, it's interesting because you, you, you know how you feel about both of them at the very yeah. least at this point. And, and it feels like a, a battle to me that's probably going to carry over into the regular season. I agree. It's like these guys are both going to get carries early on. Yeah, who's going to be the hot real hand? NFL talent. Yeah, maybe one of those guys can have a, a firmer grasp on it. But Joshua Kelly, very important special teams player. Isaiah Spiller, obviously someone that, hey, if he's already two, do you give him a chance to go get hurt in this game? Very legitimate questions because they don't really need to see them 
But if you're still trying to figure out who you want to be that second guy after Austin Eckworth, you might want to see them out there for a quarter potentially. But I want to talk about another guy that has a chance to make this Chargers roster and has a lot to do with roster construction as well as Stone Smart. And I don't know if he has is really battling Hunter Camp Moyer in this one. It feels like he separated himself in that conversation. But the Chargers only kept three tight ends in 2022. And unfortunately, David, to me, it doesn't feel like Trey McKitty is going to get cut after his, you know only two years. Yeah, it doesn't feel that way. But honestly, they should take a pretty long look at it just because I haven't seen anything that would suggest that he is taking a step forward, at least so far yeah. in this training camp in this preseason. Still issues with blocks, still not that productive running routes and catching passes. There's just not a lot there for me. For Stone Smart, though, there's a lot of optimism. There is a, a lot of people talking very highly, including Kellen Moore. He said, you know, I thought the New Orleans game was an awesome game for him. The contested catch down the middle of the field where he took the hit um, and catching that was phenomenal. Really excited about with where he is going. So when your offensive coordinator is talking about you like that, that's a very, very good thing for you. So I think Stone Smart, uh, after coming off of a very good performance in the second preseason game, um, if he's able to replicate that, then I think he's got a real chance. I think he's very, very close to this 53. I think he just needs one more way to be able to stamp it and make it official. Yeah, and show that he can bring something on special teams as well. Yeah. Because if you're the fourth guy at any position, that's going to be a big part of it. And I think Definitely. The hard thing with Trey McKitty is like, yeah, I mean, really... He was a guy that you brought in to be a run-blocking tight end. And if you have Stone Smart and Gerald Everett and Donald Parham, only one of those three, you know, four guys was brought in to be that, right? right. Like Gerald Everett's, I think, more well-rounded than people think he is. Or that yeah, he definitely he is. But yeah. Donald Parham's not really that guy. Stone Smart, you know, as a former quarterback and wide receiver, still kind of getting his body there. But he's not – doesn't have a ton of experience as an inline blocker just no. at the end of the line of scrimmage. So. Feels like Trey McKitty's safe, but it, it's hard because it's like even though you want him to be that blocking tight end, he just hasn't been able to do it. And Brandon no. Staley said basically for him in this game, this is a huge test for him against athletic linebackers and a good defense for him to go out there and show what he can do, and he absolutely will be playing. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see those guys. Real quick, let's get to Keelan Doss versus John Hightower because this is an interesting one, Dave, because John Hightower, kind of like Elijah Dotson at one point, was the camp darling and a guy that looked like he was going to be impossible to keep up off this team. Yeah. And, and it, you know, and then he gets injured. And Keelan Doss has kind of just been that steady guy who has been, you know, providing and producing every week. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's what I was going to say is just like you have the, the, the guy who's, who's capable of the spectacular, uh, of making the, 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 the big, deep, uh, you know, crazy explosive plays like he did, you know, catching more touchdowns than anybody else in training camp, um, you know, up to this point. But then you deal with an injury. And then the injury that's – you know, in this situation, it's going to derail you. And for Keelan Doss, availability is one of the best abilities. And not only that, but he's been rock steady, producing solid in each of the games. First game, three catches on four targets, 39 yards, a long of 28. Second game, three catches on five targets, 42 yards, a long of 23. So Keelan Doss is there, and he's producing week after week. So if he does that again, then I think it's hard to deny. I mean, it's hard to, to, to deny him in that spot. But I think John Hightower has a chance, but he has to really, really go off in this game and really show the Chargers why he deserves to be that last guy on that wide receiver depth chart. Well, and John Hightower has only had one chance in the preseason, and it came off as a dud, right? I mean, yeah. I think five or six targets. He only had one catch for 10 yards in that game, and Keewan Doss outproduced him. The other thing yeah. is, though, 
John Hightower has the speed that Keelan doesn't have. And That's another true. part of this conversation is the reason we're talking about these guys battling for this bond is because Jalen Guyton still hasn't come back off the PUP list That's after it. his torn ACL in 2022. So if you're looking for a Jalen Guyton replacement, John Hightower fits that mold more closely. Yeah. But Keelan Doss has just been plugging away, man, and he's made plays when I've been out there at practice. He's continued to make plays in the preseason. At the very least, I think these guys are on the practice squad yeah. almost without a doubt. And you'd still feel better about them than bringing up someone like Jason Moore or Michael Bandy. So that's for sure. I, I think both of these guys have a future with this team. And at the same time, both of these guys could not make the team. And that's what's going to be so interesting about this last game because it does feel like this is going to have, you know, that's going to carry some weight when these final decisions come down the pike. But I do have a couple more guys because the fourth safety spot still feels very up for grabs with Mark Webb and Raheem Lane. Neither one of them really taking that position by storm right and i think both of them had mistakes both of them had their moments and there's one battle david that we thought was over but brain and staley said is not over and that's the batter paddle between cameron dicker and dustin hopkins which he says is still very much alive so we're going to get into that coming up right after this david we've talked about a lot of positions but one of the biggest ones that we feel like is up for grabs still is raheem lane and mark webb for that fourth safety spot so we know It'll be interesting to see if JT Woods plays in this game, right? Can use the reps, but also has definitely solidified his roster spot. He's not going anywhere at this point. He's played well in the first two preseason games. He has. And now he's a very key part of your depth. So it'll be interesting to see how much. Crazy how quickly things turn, man. Man, it is. But it does feel like they'll probably keep at least four safeties on the squad. It's been four. I mean, last year it was four. The year before that, they rolled it out there with Derwin James, Nazir Adderley, and Jess Alohi Gilman. So we have seen a little bit of precedent for that. But Brandon Steele uses three guys. That means that leaves you with no reserve pieces that aren't seeing the field at all. And now you have Raheem Lane and Mark Webb who are interesting for totally different reasons. Mark Webb was a seventh-round pick originally two years ago, and then Raheem Lane came in as an undrafted free agent last year. And we haven't seen Mark Webb in the regular season since 2021, but we did see Raheem Lane last year get a handful of snaps with the team when they were dealing with injuries of their own, Derwin James suspension all of those things so david this feels like a battle that is still raging i mean i feel like there's pretty much every outcome could happen here one guy makes it if neither guy makes it seems least likely or both guys make it but it feels like it's all kind of on the table still yeah i agree i I definitely think this is one of the 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 battles that you have to really pay close attention to because they're of their of the lack of separation i mean both of these guys I mean, for different reasons. I mean, Mark Webb uh, has dealt with injuries even in this preseason game. but And that was talked about by Brandon Staley. He, taught, he said, like, it's really, really important for Mark Webb to be out there. He said he's got to play in the next game. This is going to be a great game for him against the 49ers, uh, head coach Kyle Shanahan and his group, and the way they play. I think it's an important evaluation for Mark, but I'm glad he's going to be out there for this game. And he, he said it right there. It's an important evaluation for him. He's got to be out there. We And I know this, and I, and I firmly believe Mark Webb is a favorite of Brandon Staley. I think Brandon Staley wants to find a way to get Mark Webb on, on this roster and utilize him because I feel like he is a, a defensive back that's more versatile. But, you know, Raheem Lane is a guy that's been rock steady. I mean, he's been available, and both of these guys factor in pretty prominently on special teams as yeah. well. So, I mean, that that's a part of this equation. But, yeah, I think this is one of the, the battles where it actually could, you know, something could end up happening based on the results of this last preseason game. When it does also feel like if there is a loser of this and the Chargers only keep four safeties, that whatever other guy is going to be on the practice squad. It yes. feels like... 
you know, Ryan or AJ Finley at this point is out of that race. I mean, yeah. that's just kind of what it looks like from the outside looking in. If both these guys make it, maybe he sticks around on the practice squad, right? But as we're seeing it right now, it feels like it's one of these two guys, maybe both of these guys, but neither one has done enough to solidify it going into this game. This is a very important game for both of them. Special yeah. teams is a very important part of it. So far, Raheem Lane has two missed tackles on special teams and zero actual tackles. And then the game, he has two catches on four targets allowed for only 18 yards, and he has five tackles in the two games. Mark Webb has zero tackles and two missed tackles defensively, right? Neither, none of those are good numbers. No. Didn't play in the second preseason game, which hurts. And he had no regular season snaps in 2022. He's just been around on the practice squad, has never really found that. But it feels like for this position, David, it could go one of two ways, and I think a lot of it has to do with the cornerback position too. Maybe, yeah. you know, there's five corners that we know are locks to make the team. Dean Leonard and Jasir Taylor as the reserves, and Asante Samuel Jr., Michael Davis, and J.C. Jackson all being locks, all five of those guys. They could keep six corners. Maybe they give someone like Taiwan Mullen a shot. Maybe they give Cam Brown a shot, two guys yeah. that have had really good moments in preseason. Or maybe they decide to go and keep five safeties. But it feels like it's one of those two. It's either going to be six corners or potentially five safeties with whoever that last guy in is at either spot playing a ton of special teams. Yeah, definitely. I mean, special teams is going to factor in into that decision for sure. I mean, the the, the it's either the last guy, the last corner or the last safety. That's the the spot when I look at this roster, I'm not sure of and I think that's where this last preseason game will factor into the evaluation. Is somebody yeah. going to be able to stick out enough to be able to force the Chargers' hand and make them have to take that extra safety or take that extra corner? And I like Taiwan Mullen. I think he's a feisty guy that has played well and has made plays as soon as he's entered the game um, in each of the first two preseason games. And Cam yeah. Brown, I feel like, has been pretty solid. He's got that prototypical size on the outside for a corner that I know that the, that the Chargers like. So this is a big one. I mean, at this one, I'm going to be watching very, very closely. Um, but again, I do do feel like, you know, either way, one of these guys will end up on the practice squad. And and I feel like the, the practice squad is shaping up to, to look a lot more competitive because the depth on this team is a lot more competitive. Yeah, I think between the two last corners, I think Cam Brown had the better first game. I mean, two pass breakups. He only allowed three catches on six targets, passer rating a lot of 56.9. And then in the second game, gave up two catches on two targets, whereas Howell Mullen gave up 70 yards in the first game and then bounced back and played a lot better in the second game. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see. But speaking of special teams, Brandon Steely didn't hear the podcast where we talked about the, all the battles that were over already during the offseason. Come on, coach. That we did last week. I mean, he should have listened. And I think yeah, we might be about to call Brandon Staley a liar. And this is about Cameron Dicker <laughs> versus Dustin Hopkins because he was asked in his press conference on Wednesday – if the decision had been made about a starting kicker, and he said, we have not. And then he asked about if either one of them or both of them would play in the San Francisco game. And he said, we're going to make that determination here before we leave for San Francisco. So, David, he's saying this is still an open competition. He said when Dustin Hopkins came back, he was excited for the competition to get started. But to me, it still just feels like it's over. Like, maybe this is a showcase for Dustin Hopkins to show himself for another team or something. But, like... It just feels like it would be a monumental upset right now if Cameron Dicker is not the starting kicker for this team. Brandon Staley also said that Mike Williams was going to be day-to-day -day after the Denver Broncos game. Well, guess what? <laughs> that wasn't the case. So, no, I don't believe it for a back. second. Yeah. Dicker the kicker is the Chargers kicker. I feel like that's just it set in stone. He has proved that. He has been just consistent yeah. the entire off-season program. And... 
That's all you're looking for. I think he's a young kicker. I think he is an accurate kicker. He's made some big kicks for you in the past. I know it sucks for Dustin Hopkins, but it does. I just feel like Dicker the kicker has done enough to be able to secure this spot. I feel like he's the kicker, and I feel like that decision's already been made, whether Brandon Staley wants to admit it or not. I think he's showing respect to a veteran, right? I agree. I, I, I think he is showing outwardly into this team, like, hey, you lost your job because Andrew, I'm going to give you every chance to go win it back. I just don't think you can do it in one preseason game. I mean, he had like a 25-yard field goal and an extra point last week in the other preseason game. That's not going to sway you, you, you one way or the other. Sleep. Yeah. 100%. This is the thing. <laughs> per Eric Smith, the team reporter, Dustin or Cameron Dicker is 62 of 68 during training camp this year. He's also perfect in the preseason games as well when the lights are on. That's 91.2%. That's Consistent. insane. That's like the highest accuracy in the league. And obviously 68 kicks is much more than he'll kick this year. He's not going to kick 68 right. field goals. God no. forbid. Like that would be awful. He better not. <laughs> and it does feel like there was kind of a turning point in this, in the joint practices for me, because Dustin Hopkins in a two minute drill had two different opportunities at a 47 yard field goal to win yeah. the game. Proverbially Couldn't hit him for proverbially. He couldn't, and yeah. he missed both of them. One he missed short, one he pushed wide. So I think that, to me, that was kind of the, the last nail in the coffin, but I hope Dustin Hopkins can show what he can do and latch on with someone else because he is still the best kicker the Chargers have had in a long time. But and he won that, a game for the Chargers on one leg. Exactly, but two injuries now. An older guy out of the two of them now, I mean, it's a little bit more concerning. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. A little programming note. We will not be with you guys tomorrow morning because we're going to save that Friday show for a post game right after the Chargers play their final preseason game on Friday night. Stay up. Chargers late night locked on style. And we can't wait to bring that to you guys to make sure you don't miss it. Go subscribe or follow for free on the locked on Chargers YouTube channel where you can follow along live after the game and get our reactions. To talk about who made their mark. And also you can find the show every day on all of our social media. You can find me on X at Dan talk sports and David Drogemeyer at Drotalk SD, as well as the show's page at locked on LAC. You can also find us on Instagram at Locked On Chargers and our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. We are so excited. It's the preseason, but this is the last step before we get to see real football. So super excited to have a rare Friday night show with you guys this week and make sure you are back here with us for that. But until then, guys, take it easy and go Bolts.